Welcome to Passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. I'm your shallot, Daniel. A shallot? <laughs> yeah. Are we are we including vegetables in our fruit categorizations now? <laughs> I don't even know who's speaking to me right now. Oh, sorry. He hasn't introduced himself. <laughs> I'm Adam, the papaya person. No. <laughs> God. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Had to get my alliteration in. Thank God. Well, yes. Yeah, so... The listeners, all billion listeners, wouldn't realize which which uh, podcast they, they were listening to if I didn't alliterate my right. introduction. It's not about the it's name our... of the podcast. Uh, so yeah, welcome to Passion. <laughs> Before Adam can keep talking about alliteration, <laughs> welcome to Passion Fruits, uh, the podcast. What do we do on this podcast, Adam? Daniel. This podcast oh, is no. amazing. <laughs> Wait, did you just call us amazing? Yeah. Oh boy, I'm, I'm uh, clapping ourselves on the back, yes. patting ourselves on the back. Adam's in a rare form today. Yes. Oh boy. Um, on this podcast, we talk about or discuss what takes someone from being a casual fan of something to being a passionate fanatic yeah. about that thing. Totally. And I think we not think, but the kind of the common thread. Among all the subjects we talk about. I feel that there's a common thread. I feel it. I hope so. (laughs) Um, Is we don't, you know, concentrate on, uh, you know, what the thing is, if you will, but more like what... (laughs) You make it sound like we're terrible at this. No, 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 no. Hold on. Bear with me. Bear with me, listeners. I'm uh, a human, but um, I'll bear with you. uh, Yes. It's more that we we look at early. I think you and I started this podcast because we wanted to introduce each other to things, and yeah. I think it's especially relevant for today's episode. Hell yeah! In the sense of, I think all of us, not just Daniel and I, but all of us, the world, mm-hmm. um, is always asked the question of like, who in the world would be interested in X, Y, or Z? Right. Um, yes. And so I think that's what we try to do here. Yeah. Is is explain how a person or person's journey along the path to fandom comes about. We try and explain how we do X, Y, and Z. Examine your zipper. (laughs) (laughs) And we get class A jokes like that. Just wait wait for us. We're going on Netflix soon. Our Netflix (laughs) special debuting in 2023. Whoa. That's a good enough timeline. We can write Five minutes worth of jokes. Darn right. (laughs) Um, So let's get into it, Adam. What are we talking about today? Oh, so we are talking about the Christian rock metal band, Lamb of God. (laughs) (laughs) Just Uh, kidding. God is watching us. God is watching us. I hope that is. God is watching us. Listen to the Lamb of God. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so we're talking about the death metal, punk metal, thrash, thrash metal. metal band, yeah. Lamb of God today. New wave American heavy metal band, Lamb of God. Yes. Yeah. The Lamb of God, a great music band. Another music band episode. I hope you're all fucking ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to be talking <laughs> like that. <laughs> Prepare thine cells for the next hour. <laughs> As Daniel and I cough through because we can't actually uh, scream anything. Nope. Um, um, yeah, so let's hop into Passion Fruitspedia. Sure. Um, so, Adam, what is a Lamb of God or a log? A log? Well, a log. 
Uh, Lamb of God is a American heavy metal band, and we can get into the finer points of how how metal bands are categorized later if we want to. Yeah, that would but, be that could just be an entire episode, an entire podcast. Yeah. I so well. Uh, what you'll find is there are a lot of commonalities between like the punk podcast that we did and are you telling me this or the listeners? The listeners. (laughs) (sighs) I know the similarities. (laughs) Uh, All right, um, keep going. But like in our punk pod in our punk episode, John mentioned, you know, that punk was more or less a predecessor to um, metal. Or they're 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 like kissing cousins essentially as far mm. as um, kind of <laughs> the dangerous cousins. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, how kind of the style of metal that we seem to gravitate towards yeah. and that we like um, kind of was an amalgamation of Iron Maiden and the Misfits and some hardcore punk bands, which we talked about on our punk rock episode. Give that a listen if you have not yet. Um, but yeah, um, Lamb of God, yeah. metal band. Lamb of God, metal band. So they were formed in Richmond, Virginia. Woo, Richmond! The A, the Commonwealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were formed in 1994 Woo, under the band name... 1994! 94! Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they're in 1994 is Burn the Priest. Oh my God. I know. Well, a little bit... Uh, so very Christian. Very, they're very, very devout Christian. Uh, so the... Um, so the band members are, are made up of bassist John Campbell, vocalist Randy Blythe, guitarist Mark Morton, guitarists Mark Morton and Willie Adler, and then their drummer Art Cruz. And the drummer is relatively new to the band. Mm-hmm. It used to be Chris Adler, who was Willie's brother, who was the drummer. Yes, um, and we'll we'll get into that later. About, yeah, about we'll get into it. But found, founding member Chris Adler. Uh, recently just left the band. Yes. Um, and Terry Crews is now the <laughs> drummer. <laughs> that would be amazing. God. Um, um, yeah. But th- I think the neat thing is that they all met in college. So I think a couple of them have master's degrees from VCU, I oh, believe. Wow. Yeah. That's so very they're, neat. Yeah. They're, uh, so they all met in college other than Randy, who Randy came on a little bit later after the band was formed. But gotcha. So they were started, started as the band Burn the Priest um, and much more like punk roots. Um, in that sense. Gotcha. And Lamb of God as a music band is considered to be one of the kind of founding members of the kind of new wave of American heavy metal, which is pretty cool. I mean, I think yes. the common thread, we're going to talk about a lot, a lot of threads that are all common in this episode. Uh, <laughs> I think the common thread for Lamb of God is that there are, I've met very few, if any people who dislike Lamb of God and metalheads who are notoriously judgmental and, every, and they, they divvy themselves up into their own little fandoms. Right. There are a lot of categories yes. and they are devout Christians related to those categories. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are, they're very, some metalheads can be certainly stuck in their categories. Um, and I mean, that's kind of what we talked about ultimately in the punk episode and kind of what I gravitated towards was figuring out what the categories of punk are. Yeah. Um, Let's briefly talk about some of the other bands that were in the new wave of American heavy metal. But I think the new wave of American heavy metal, um, you're, you'll see in a, that a lot of the bands in this quote-unquote new wave uh, take a lot of inspiration from uh, the big four. So right. Anthrax, so, Metallica, Slayer. The Some of the new wave American heavy metal bands. So like 
in the 80s, as you were talking about the big four, there was kind of like those thrash metal bands and the scene around them. And while Slayer and Megadeth and Anthrax kind of lost their popularity, their popularity waned in the 90s due to mostly to grunge and um, that kind of music and Metallica then kind of became a little more mainstream, a little more groove metal than thrash metal. Um, bands like P- Pantera, Lamb of God, um, I think Shadows Fall, maybe, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe, 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 <laughs> New, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, one of those eras. But so that was kind of like uh, Lamb of God was part of that wave of back to roots thrash metal in America that while Slayer, Anthrax, and Megadeth were still playing that kind of music, they were kind of part of the old guard and the torch was passed on to some of those younger bands like Lamb of God. Yeah. But, yeah. That was really interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to kill Adam. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lamb of God. <laughs> uh, so the weird, I think the, the interesting thing for me is that Lamb of God really came about when I was getting into metal music. Gotcha. Um, and I think the, the Lamb of God's become like has like medium level popularity in the music scene. I think yeah. I, I would imagine that most, maybe not most, but at least some people who have zero uh, awareness of like heavy metal have probably at least heard the name Lamb of God. Probably. Um, I do know that they're usually, when they have an album out, um, they're usually nominated for a Grammy that year. Yeah. Not that that's a testament to any type of taste in music, but um, I think the general public is kind of aware of Lamb of God. Um, But they also, and in the mid-2000s, 2008, when... Megadeth came out with their album. Megadeth, Jesus, oh my God, Adam, Metallica. I'm so sorry. Metallica <laughs> came out with their album, Death Magnetic. Uh, Lamb of God was on that tour, and yeah. we saw them, and that was awesome. Darn right we saw them. Woo, we'll get into it, yeah. But since you were kind of talking about how Lamb of God introduced you to metal music, do you yeah. want to hop into the Coco Corner? Sure. Let's do it. Coco Corner. Co. Co. Corner. There we go. So... um, <laughs> Part of the reason I was really excited to do this episode is kind of try and suss out even for myself like why I like metal music and Lamb of God oh specific. Here we because go. the the biggest reaction I get from people all the time when I tell them I'm a little bit of a metalhead is like, really? Like I'm this like fairly straight laced, you know, I don't walk around with like a you know, with black eyeliner and a black t shirt <laughs> and like combat boots all right. the time. Yeah. Like I don't I, I'm not like angry towards the world. You don't walk around with that, but you sleep in that kind of stuff. Yes, I do all the time. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Um, But there are a lot of people like us, if you will. You know, you 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 go to metal shows and what it's, do you mean by people like us? Oh. Adam? <laughs> <laughs> you and you go to metal shows and they're just like people from all walks of life. Right. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And so I think the uh, maybe this is a, a subject for another episode, but mm. like kind of these counterculture type non-pop music type counterculture subcultures, if you will. Gotcha. How people get into them. Anyways, so I have been 
a rock fan ever since I could like listen to music. Rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> and that's progressed. <laughs> it's progressed like harder and harder and like oh, heavier and heavier <laughs> stuff. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> hey, man, you're the one who said it. <laughs> I know. I just. Harder and harder and heavier and heavier. <laughs> I don't know what uh, that would mean, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there. Um, but Lamb of God has, has been there for a long time. I'd say well over like almost a decade and a half of me being a big, like a, a, a consistent fan. And I was first introduced to them in middle school by a buddy of mine named Scott Flora, who like he was playing Ashes of the Wake. And he was like, you dude, you got to listen to this. Nice. And uh, middle school, huh? Middle school. And I, wow. I remember I was I was in the back of my friends, uh, like Scott. We were all coming back from like soccer practice or something. Yeah. And Scott's like, dude, you got to listen to this. Listen to the double bass pedal, man. <laughs> and I was like, like what? Yeah, it was. I was like, what? And I put the earphones in. It was just like this wall of noise coming. I was like, I don't understand how anyone can listen to this. Oh, man. <laughs> and now here you are hey, wearing yeah. a Lamb of God shirt. Here I am. Um, but so like back then, they just sounded like a bunch of screaming. And gotcha. that is, and I, I have empathy for people who don't understand it at all because that's how I was initially. Um, kind of as... But Lamb of God really, especially once I got into the later years in college, uh, and or sorry, in high school and then the college was when I was really like, oh, this band is freaking awesome. Yeah. I remember you saying that to me. It's, like, it's freaking awesome. Is, hey, this is freaking awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my, I think the big turning point for me was when I f- saw them live for the first time. Gotcha. Like, so it was their Wrath tour. Uh, which is the uh, is they were nominated for a Grammy gotcha. for for that album and as well as a couple of songs on the album, um, and here, I'll play the the a little snippet of the intro music. Yes, please to, do the do the yeah. do you think we could play the intro into that fucking next song? Yeah, the second song on the album. It's oh my god, listeners, it's so fucking tight. <laughs> Can you tell if that was? Lamb of God or not? Was that Daniel or Lamb of God? It was I'm it was definitely definitely Lamb of God. <laughs> so here I'll play the the last the last like twenty seconds into uh, of this song called The Passing. So this was like my first experience. I was obviously listened to the album before I went to the concert, but they opened the concert with this like fairly acoustic sounding piece. Um, and then it transitioned to and you were like, what the hell is this wimp music? I know. I, thought I was going to get into a mosh pit and <laughs> rip some heads off. <laughs> All right. Let's see how this. So is this like very, and I, I remember standing, it, it was in like the sixth or seventh row of the concert. It, I think it was actually at, in Richmond or was it in, the, or was it down Norva? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Anyways. Was, did I see this show with you? Maybe I don't know. Let's, Anyways, yeah, keep um, going. So we were just standing there, and like fogs rolling across the stage, and like the band members like slowly come on stage one by one, and it's dark, and then this, it's like this eerie, ominous music. You're afraid vampires were going to attack you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all these people dressed in black. They have to be vampires. <laughs> um, all right, now can you get to the kind of the yep. ending a little bit? So then it kind of trans- transitions into this. And then it just hit me across the face. <laughs> and this is when basically the whole 
<laughs> God, I would just want you to keep playing <laughs> the music. I know. Well, I, I, we're going to have to restrain. God, don't sue us. Flame of God, don't sue us. <laughs> we're going to have to restrain ourselves a little bit. Seriously. Um, but I remember that and like the whole crowd just surged forward. It was like a huge wave of noise coming at us from the stage. And then this huge wave of bodies just surging towards the stage. Yeah. And I was so freaking amped up the entire show. <laughs> uh, I remember <laughs> and, that from one show that we saw up in, I think Silver Spring. Yeah. Um, it was after their album Resolution came out. Yes. And it was just like when, after the intro and they came out and it was just like the, first fucking riff of the song and it was just like i remember like looking at you i was like crunched up i was like oh i'm too old for this <laughs> please help me uh, yeah fuck <laughs> fuck yeah that's give me some fucking bar. <laughs> uh cool yeah so that was like when did I, that I, album come out <laughs> tell me this tell me this right in 2009 2009 yeah oh we might have seen. I, 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 yeah, I'm pretty sure we saw them with uh, nice. Eric Dickerson. Yeah, and, shout uh, out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, continue. But we we so we saw them then. But I remember having you know like listening to Ashes of the Wake and Sacrament, which were the preceding album, two albums preceding Wrath. Right. Um, remember listening to them and just being like, yeah, you know, like love it, you know, kind of riffing it. on it. <laughs> like, um, love it. Gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got ice cream on our mind here. Coldstone shout out. Hey, Adam was, uh, uh, like a eighties, like record producer. He was wearing like a big blazer with, uh, shoulder pads at his, uh, the sleeves rolled up and everything. He was like, yeah, this is, this is the new hotness. Yeah. In high school. <laughs> um, so, it was after that concert where I yeah. was like, holy shit, I have to see these people play as much as possible. Yeah. And that was also a turning point for me because it re- it made me realize how much I liked live shows. And, and really, it set the tone for me as to how I evaluate bands coming forward. So gotcha. I really... Um, like acts that I... Th- there are bands that I like, and I like their studio albums, but they're terrible live and right. they always take a backseat to bands that play well live yeah. so so that ma- it actually gave me greater appreciation for the Foo Fighters gave me greater appreciation for Queens of the Stone Age nice. um, a lot of other metal bands even um, a lot of country singers like more like uh, folk bluegrass and slightly less poppy country singers that gotcha. just are like true musical talents uh, it made me really, really appreciate a lot of other different genres of music. That I was kind of that way for Mastodon. Uh, I love Mastodon, and um, I finally saw them live a couple of years ago, and I was worried because I had heard that their live stuff, they weren't that great live, yep. but they were fucking awesome, and it made me like them even more um, and just listen to them like nonstop basically for a month. Yeah. So I totally get that. Um it's so important because with the magic of studios that has been available for years now, a, ba- a, a bond can sound one way, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> a, ba- a band can sound one way in the studio and then just not be able to play any of their yep. songs live. Like, yep. I'm looking at you, Dragon Force. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, and that was a... Um, 
it, it was also like Lamb of God had such a great stage presence and a great yeah. live act. So like, I've seen Trivium live a couple of times. Gotcha. They are incredible musicians. Yeah. It's so tight. They are boring as hell to watch on stage. That sucks. So They're, it's probably too intense. Their songs are too intense to do anything but look down at their yeah. guitars to make sure they're not fucking up. <laughs> a buddy of mine. So one of the one of the guys that really got me into music, uh, got me into metal is Austin Suter, who's yeah. a friend from uh, uh, high school. Yeah. Funny thing is, he's a uh, he's uh, he's in seminary right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still has a wonderful appreciation for the for the for the genre. Hashtag hi Austin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that Austin always makes a joke about Trivium. He was like, they're just a bunch of nerds who are really good, and nerds don't have good live acts. <laughs> right? Yeah, you gotta have some swagger. <laughs> yeah. So that was so the music was one aspect of like why I really got the Lamb of God. But at after that, I just started researching more and just learning more about the band. So obviously the thing, the the fact that they're from Richmond is awesome and yeah. that you can like see them walking around at the grocery store in Richmond. Right. Um, and then uh, the fact that they're just very interesting down to earth people mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, they have a couple of documentaries out mm-hmm. um, and it's really shown kind of the growth of the band um, from the, they they had a documentary called Philadelphia, which yeah. is an awesome live album mm-hmm. uh, that that paired with the documentary, and it's basically them and all their antics on the tour bus, which is them just drinking a bunch and like fighting each other. Hell yeah! Um, but <laughs> then the a documentary came out a couple years ago called As the Palaces Burn, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be another kind of like following the band on tour as they were as they were touring globally. Um, but that was right when the lead singer Randy Blythe was arrested in the Czech Republic for uh, on manslaughter charges. Right. And so the documentary takes this really interesting twist from them being just like touring bands, and by that time all of them have wives and kids, yeah. to them like worry being worried that Randy's never going to come back home, or he's going to spend you know, like a ten year jail sentence yeah. in the Czech Republic. Yeah, I remember that was crazy. Um, but there's something just. Uh, I said that documentary. Once that incident happened with Randy, it brought out a lot of kind of the interband emotions mm. along with it, yeah. and how much of a how dedicated the band members are to each other, not just from a um, not just like bros kind of thing, but they like right. care about each other's families and such. Um, how unmetal of them! I know. Gosh. Well, it's like Chris Adler drives a Prius. <laughs> it's adorable. I know. He was he like he was walking out the door. He was like, "Yep, driving in my Prius." He goes, "So metal." It's <laughs> amazing. Um, and like Mark Morton, one of the guitarists, who is always I, he, he's always like shied away from the limelight. Like he's never the one being yeah. interviewed or anything. Um, he was like, "Yeah." He goes, "He's like I enjoy touring. I love the band." He goes, "But honestly." A lot of times, I just want to be at home, like playing with my daughter <laughs> yeah. and grilling on the barbecue. Yeah, I'm sure. So I, I just think that that human side of them, of like these aren't these, like their music is very aggressive and yeah. very raw and very angry. Right. But on the flip side, they're all very chill and not prima donnas at all. Right. Which is and really nice. nice people. Yeah. 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 It's totally different from some of the metal scenes, like the Norwegian black metal scene where people were burning churches and killing people. Yeah. Not, um, not good at all. No. But so that's <laughs> how I got into it. And my love of the band has grown ever since. Like, um, and then it's Lamb of God's also introduced me to a lot of other metal bands in general, um, where they're 
kind of my, my tastes have evolved past Lamb of God, yeah. but Lamb of God is still like my comfort zone. Gotcha. Um, and they will always be in my opinion. So when you just want to like super chill out and like yeah. smoke a duber, <laughs> you just put on what put on some Lamb of God. I used to like, go to sleep listening chill. to Lamb of God. <laughs> I don't, I, like the music is so pump up music. I don't know how you did that, but you would like to fight in your dreams. I remember that when we were roommates. So that was really scary. Sometimes Dan, Daniel was abused in college just because <laughs> I slept walking, just started punching him. Yeah, in. it's terrifying. But, nice, Adam. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, Good so, cocoa corn. Yeah. So Daniel, like, I would like to hear from you, okay. kind of how you got into the band and where that's led you, where that has led you up until now. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a page interesting Let's go. road. <laughs> so my story is very interesting and amazing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> Let me tell you. So I, I think, and we've talked about it. Despite what you may think about REM, I'm very particular about the music I listen to. <laughs> and I'm very particular about the metal that I listen to. Sure. Because yep. I cut my teeth on Metallica one of the greatest metal bands ever. Yep. So to say it's not it's all downhill from there isn't entirely true, but uh, I don't want to say like Metallica is its own separate thing because there are plenty of other thrash bands, but the combination of James Hetfield's guitar playing and singing with the drumming, bass and lead guitar playing of everybody else in the band. Really mm-hmm. really what got me into Metallica was the singing. Sure. Because it's singing, screaming, but I could understand the words and it pumped me up. I mean, listen to the Metallica episode on why I got into Metallica, but well, let me recap the entire episode. Actually, Adam, <laughs> could you pull that up? We'll no, just, just listen to the episode. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um so you so my metal getting into metal, I got into Metallica around the beginning of high school, eighth grade, um, eighth or ninth grade. And then I remember in 2004, Avenged Sevenfold's City of Evil album yeah. came out, which is a fucking awesome album. And is like a was a modern, what I wanted Saint the Metallica album St. Anger to be, um, <laughs> more like a thrash soaring metal rather than whatever saint anger was um amazing yeah amazing there i will defend saint anger but I, we, hey i the, i think the first five tracks of saint anger are like really yeah really good they're uh, it's the last eight that we're gonna I'm have like. to do another metallic yeah. episode <laughs> um so and i wasn't really aware of any other metal bands i was listening to a lot of Avenged Sevenfold, Metallica, Green Day, Blink-182, those bands. And then in college, when you just showed up at my doorstep wearing nothing but a trench coat. <laughs> um, and, nothing, and you had a... It's so metal. You had Lamb of God's uh, Ashes of the Wake on CD, and you were like, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how it happened. <laughs> in my dreams, that's how it happened. Um, I remember... Um, you listened to them a bunch on our freshman hall and you kind of much to the chagrin of my roommate, right? Shout out Peter. Hi Peter. Shout out. Hashtag hi Peter. (laughs) But I don't think I really got into them when, until we saw them live, which I think we saw them first. I think I saw them first live when they opened for Metallica, 
Maybe. Because I remember seeing them open for Metallica and like the Metallica crowd is just so old now that, (laughs) and while Lamb of God isn't a young band anymore, um, especially when we saw them, they had, you know, been playing for 15 years at that point. Right. Um, But the style Lamb of God versus Metallica, while it's new wave American thrash metal, it's just entirely different. Um, So, and when we saw Lamb of God open for Metallica, Lamb of God to me is not an arena band. No. They are a club band that yeah. can play, you know, thousands of people at a club show, but it's they're a much more intimate live act that they while they have plenty of stage presence and could we saw them, you know, do like an amphitheater show that yeah. was really good, but the bigness of an arena was just I didn't I didn't like I, the live show for I, that. I th- I would be I would love to see Lamb of God headline an arena tour. It, it'll never happen just because due, due, due to their relative levels of popularity. Right. But I think it would be different because yeah. I, it's absolutely right. The Metallica crowd is just a very different crowd than the right. Lamb of God crowd. Yeah. Um, so then when I finally saw them on their own tour, I think in Nor- in Norfolk or in Richmond, um, was when it really clicked for me. When I'm, I was like, oh, fuck Yeah. Whenever they come back to um, Richmond, yeah, it's always amazing because like everyone comes to see them. True, yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 they're they're always like Richmond, we're home, and everyone goes <laughs> fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that was kind of what when it finally clicked for me was seeing them in a club setting and getting kind of that more intimate show. Um, I really enjoy some of their older stuff, uh, but I also love their newest album. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Storm und Dragoon or something. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, they're probably not my comfort metal. Right. Um, Metallica is my comfort. Metallica and Queens of the Stone Age are my comfort bands. Sure. Um, But yeah, fucking love them. They're my second favorite or second or third favorite metal band. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm not, definitely not as passionate about Lamb of God as you. Like, I haven't watched the documentaries. Um, I do kind of want want to watch them now since yeah. you talked about them. That that was going to be my recommendation for. Today. Oh damn it! Spoiler I jumped alert. the gun. <laughs> um, but yeah. So how about we take a little break? Yep, and then we hop into listening to some songs and talking about some songs that really got us into Lamb of God. Word. Breaky break. Word to your mother. Back at it. Alrighty. Welcome back. So we we explained a little bit about like how Daniel and I got into Lamb of God. Yes. And now for the I Heart Lamb of God section. Woo! Where we're just gonna blast your ear holes with metal music. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeehaw. Um, I I going through and like picking out my list of favorite songs. I was yeah. like, oh, there's some like common common threads. You mm. see more common threads. Oh, common God. threads is the common there thread of threads this that connect us all. Um, the beams. <laughs> uh, the beams. Ka is a wheel, Adam. <laughs> Thank you, Sai. <laughs> oh boy. Have you read um the Gunslinger series? No, I the Dark not. Tower series? No. Oh my god, Adam, you stupid idiot. 
<laughs> listeners, can you even believe this? How can you not be a Lamb of God fan and have read the Dark Tower series? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Well, let's continue on. We'll soldier on somehow. Um, yes, Adam, continue. Yep, Common so, threads. So I think there are uh, like some interesting things that I never thought I'd do being a Lamb of God fan. Like, so my <laughs> that got real weird real real quick. <laughs> I was gonna go past it, but <laughs> uh, um, the things that I didn't think I would do is like usually I see a band and I'm like, okay, I've seen them live, that's great. Yeah. Um, but there's that one year where I saw Lamb of God three times within the span of like four months, which Damn. was amazing. Where'd you see him? Um, give me the exact dates and times and locations. <laughs> I saw them. It was when they came. To, they came to the nine thirty club. They were up at, in Silver Spring. Yeah. And they were also down in Richmond as well. Word. It was. It was all the same um, uh, resolution tour. Nice. And it was when um, two of them was when in flames. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember the Silver Spring show. That so was sick. Yeah, sick ass shit, man. It goes back to your point earlier about how. Like with those like medium sized club venues, yeah. they're freaking amazing. Yeah, they're totally awesome. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, if the listeners would uh, would, would allow us, well, <laughs> they've either shut off the podcast at this point because they don't want to listen to Lamb of God, or they'll shut it off when we start playing this music. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into some of the songs, some sure. of our favorite songs. So one of my favorite songs ever, and th- this is like. At least for me now, it's one of my all-time favorite songs ever is Walk With Me in Hell. Here we go. Which is, I did not realize this, but it is a love song that Mark Morton wrote for his wife. Oh, wow. Which is awesome. I kind of, I mean, you've mentioned that it's a love song, but I didn't realize Mark Morton had written it. I'm I'm pretty sure it was Mark. Let me play it. (laughs) Here we go. DJ Adam. DJ Jazzy Jeff Adam. So, uh, Walk With Me in Hell is the the first song on their album, Sacrament. Hell yeah. Whenever I listen to this song and it gets to this point, I'm just always bobbing my head. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to. This is a fucking amazing song and one of my favorites as well. Um, Sacrament is, I'd say it's one of their tightest albums from a, like an end-to-end. Um, but I think that, anyways, I love this song. I, I just, I had Adam to stop to like, like, pause. I was like, <gasps> oh gosh, here. I'll, uh, uh, I'll uh, I'll start to phase it out because people are probably tired of this by now. <laughs> nah, we we should just listen to entire album. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Um, but yeah, so that song, so there, I loved that song beforehand. But after I found out, it, so it was. I just looked it up. Mark Morton did write it for his wife. I don't believe you. And it's a song about <laughs> being about sticking with someone through thick and thin. Yeah. So walking with them in hell, if you will. Yes. So there, the the line take, take the line the witch in the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> the lyric "Take hold of my hand, for you are no longer walk with me in hell" is kind of is um, I wouldn't say it's the bridge, but it's it's pre chorus, yeah, pre chorus, if you will. But there are people who've like written articles about the song and about nice. how how it's you know 
it's it's much more sentimental than one may think. Yeah, because um, it's easy to take the it's easy to take a, a view of that song as being very heretical, hmm. if you will. Interesting. Well, and it's very easy for people to write off bands like Lamb of God due to the way that they sing their lyrics or scream their yes. lyrics. Um, and this is, I, I don't think I mentioned it in our Cocoa Corner, but I'll mention it now. Um, Lamb, I'm very particular uh, about vocals and especially screaming vocals. Yep. Like I'm very particular when it comes to metal bands that scream. Like I think Lamb of God is one of the best screaming metal bands out there. Yeah. Um, and I like Randy Blythe's voice, but it's so easy for people to be like, uh, he's just screaming like he's not even saying anything. But once you like really actually listen to it, it's a very touching song about sticking with your side your side piece. <laughs> not your side piece, your main uh, yes. your main piece um through thick and thin. So the um and the I think the the song, so a lot of the songs I have like have a little bit more meaning than just your standard. That's I think that's partially why I'm not a big fan of like black metal, gotcha. um, just because it's all very fantasy. Mm. It's just like weird premises of the songs. Gotcha. Um, whereas the way that Lamb of God writes their songs and their lyrics is is much more kind of down um, to earth. Yeah, like, like yeah. them, like yes. how they are. It's also some of them are. I mean, definitely pretty political too yeah which is i wouldn't say that's a i mean that's kind of part of thrash metal being kind of from punk is, yeah. and punk can be very political there's that alliteration for you adam um yes. but metallica slayer anthrax megadeth yep. all very political bands and um lamb of god is as well yes uh, um so yeah um so we'll, we'll get in so it's the next song that's on my list is Engage the Fear Machine. But like before that Engage the Fear Machine. <laughs> <laughs> like on 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 the subject that, that we were on prior to, there's a song on uh New American Gospel, which is it's Randy Blythe. It, it, so it's a song called Letter to the Unborn. Yeah. And so the song is about it's Sorry, let me let me restart. The okay. song is Randy basically lamenting the fact. So apparently, like his girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. um, was uh, was carrying their child, and both of them died in a car accident. Oh my gosh! I think yeah. Um, and so that apparently was the genesis for that song. And apparently, they'll like I've never heard them play it live. Apparently, they will never play it live. But they're if you look at the if you look at the lyrics, the pain is so very very visceral for Randy when, right. when he sings that song. Yeah, it's um, they're a very personal band, and again, yeah. people can miss that in just thinking that they're just screaming. Yeah. And, uh, looking at you, mainstream society, <laughs> yeah, society. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll give it to. So part of it is you ha- you have to like the music first. You have to ha- yeah. go and like research the background for all for all the songs because, right. quite frankly, I can't understand the lyrics for the most part. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but once you once you do, you're like, yes, this is so awesome and metal and personal at the same time. <laughs> um, do you think we could play some more songs from the album Sacrament? Yes. Sorry to ruin your Spotify movement. Um, okay. Because 
So a lot of my Lamb of God listening when I really started getting into them was like either riding my bike on the trainer or listening to them while I was pumping iron at the gym and just getting swollen. <laughs> Listeners, if you hadn't, if you don't know this by now, but Daniel is swole as fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Lamb of oh, God. <laughs> um, so I usually would kind of switch between when I was um, riding on the trainer or at the gym, would switch between Ashes of the Wake and Sacrament. Yeah. So some of those, like some of like the first three or four songs, like was when I was getting super pumped up about working on my body and just getting <laughs> super, super sexy. Yeah. Um, so could we play Again We Rise and yes. a little bit of Redneck so, too? So I, every time I listen to Again We, Again we Rise, um, I laugh a little bit because uh, uh, <laughs> our friend Eric uh-huh. always goes, Rise. <laughs> and all I can think of is Rise Biscuits. <laughs> oh, I always uh, think of Rise from The Dark Knight Rises when that guy uh-huh. in the pit is like, Rise. <laughs> yeah, all so right. let's uh, listen to a little bit of Again We Rise. So again, this is kind of just one of their this al- the first four songs, three or four songs on this album are just like so fucking tight. Yes. And just keep moving. And it's like hard not to just like just go fucking crazy, man, and punch the nearest old woman you see. <laughs> no, no, Daniel, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Or old man. I don't discriminate. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so glad that you caveated that. <laughs> um, 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 <laughs> the, I, I think the, the cool thing and to harp back on the point we were making earlier is that Lamb of God, like the song is so tight in the album, yeah. which is easy to, not easy, well, but it, it's like, it's much more attainable in studio, right. but the song sound exactly the same, if not better right. live, That's, which is yeah, ridiculous. It would be one thing if like these songs were just like amazing studio creations and then live they were just like super duper sloppy and like if they were drunk on stage and like super duper high on stage or something like yeah it would just ruin i would not be as big a fan as i am now um because they just sound so good live yep um yes so are we still on sacrament yeah cool so uh the next song that that we have on the list is Redneck. Yeah. Which uh, we'll, we'll play it and then we'll talk about Redneck a little bit. So this is a great song. <laughs> Dan- I warned this- Daniel beforehand. I was like, this episode is just going to be you and I air drumming. Air drumming, and air, air guitaring, and head banging. <laughs> Which we were. Sorry, listeners. I know that 12 minutes just passed this by. This will be but as popular as the Dave Matthews Band episode. <laughs> um, so Redneck is a really cool song, and yeah. I've grown to appreciate it more. Oh, nice. Um, so it's the song that they use to end their shows now. Versus, <laughs> I took a sip of water, <laughs> but yes, I noticed that. Right. Daniel nodded his head, and everyone could hear that. Yeah, because um, 
but we can talk about that now. Um, but and you alluded to it earlier when Randy Blythe was arrested for manslaughter in the Czech Republic and ultimately went to jail for manslaughter yeah. in the Czech Republic. Or I guess while he was on trial. Right, yeah, yeah, sorry. But they used to have a song, or they used to have a song, they used to play a song as their last song called Black Label, yeah. um, that they would divide whichever space they were in yeah. um, into a wall. Of, they would divide it into people on different sides, and then when the beat finally dropped on the song, <laughs> everybody would just run towards each other and start a mosh pit. So we... You have you and I have experienced that a couple times, but yeah. So after Randy was arrested for manslaughter and um, was in jail for manslaughter, awaiting trial, and after he got out, now they have Redneck as their last song. Yeah. Uh, con- sorry, continue. No, no, go no, no go, go for it. But I, I, I think it's because the young, the young gentleman who died, mm-hmm. um, died during that song. Right. From, from my sorry. understanding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think yeah, I. My understanding also was that he died during Black Label, and they don't play that song anymore right. ever. I don't think they're they'll ever play that song again. Yeah, I would highly doubt it. Um, but and I remember when we saw them in Raleigh. Yeah, yeah. Here, um, when they played Redneck, and it, of course it just turned into a huge mosh pit. Yeah. Um, but it the that was it was really interesting to see the reaction to that. To, to that trial and to and how the band handled it and they I, I think it's easy for not easy but i think it would would have been easier for the band to be a little bit more um off-putting about it gotcha in the sense of like hey the kid was doing his own thing he knows what he's getting into blah 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 blah, blah, blah. right and, and that's honestly how the, there are, there's a bunch of video footage of the the kid jumping on stage multiple times and being thrown off. Oh, gotcha. Um, and, or like, or like stage diving essentially. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who are saying like, it's his own fault. He was drunk. He was, um, uh, clearly de- not following security procedures. Gotcha. Like it's his own fault that he died. Um, which is, but the, victim blaming, but <laughs> it's absolutely victim. Bl- yeah. Absolutely victim blaming. Um, the, but the response from the band I thought was really good. They said, you know, it's just a terrible scenario. They're like, right. a young fan of ours died at one of our concerts. Like, we couldn't imagine anything worse than that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, you know, in the in the documentary, the, tr- the trial footage is really interesting because Randy Blythe is just very emotional on when he's when he stands um, when he's on the witness stand saying yeah. he goes he goes I'm so sorry he goes if there's anything I could do to prevent this obviously I would he right. goes clearly you know and, and that, that's one thing about the metal community and one thing I've noticed in mosh pits or at least in Lamb of God mosh pits yeah. is that if you fall down you get pulled back up totally no one no one's out there to prove a point no one's out there because we're all kind of weird <laughs> kind of in the it, it's a fringe culture yeah and, and, no, it's everybody's kind of in the same boat of wanting to get some aggression out and just yeah. hop around and push some people around. There yeah. are total assholes oh, yeah. in mosh pits, but usually they are dealt with pretty swiftly. <laughs> yeah. um, but, and just like you actually, usually security will deal with them pretty yeah. swiftly. Security at the metal shows I've been at has, have been very good about yeah. dealing with usually very drunk assholes who yeah. then proceed to throw up on the floor. Yeah. Ruining uh. the mosh pit. Um, <laughs> but yes, so we can, um, did you have anything else to say about Redneck? No, but I, that that has made Redneck a much 
I did not like it nearly as much as I used to. Um, really? Or sorry, yeah, I did not like it nearly as much as I do now. So gotcha. that's how I should have phrased it. Oh my god, um, we never misspeak on this podcast. Oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the the next song still on Sacrament, if we want to keep on Sacrament, is Descending. Sure. Um, I love this song. Great song. Descending. This, this is like your classic like machine gun type. Uh, drumming and guitar effects in the beginning of this and oh it's so good <laughs> so I think um, Chris Adler's <laughs> we just can't like this ep- this episode is going to be three fucking hours because we're going to be like let's have a Lamb of God listening yeah. party <laughs> okay, what were you saying uh, <laughs> So the 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 song kind of uh, maintains a regular cadence after that, but mm, good the, um, good lingo usage. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love this song. It was one of my favorite songs when I first started listening to the album. But I love it even more because I've watched just the drum parts as Chris, like Chris Adler at drum camps or festivals or whatnot. Drum He's, camps? What are those? I don't know. <laughs> 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 like expo- like where he's just on stage drumming gotcha, and like okay. has the track playing in the background. <sighs> God, Adam really loves his band. <laughs> Goes to drum camp. <laughs> he's not even a one fucking time, drummer. One time at drum camp. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> uh, Re- relevant 90s joke, anyone? Yeah. Eddie, our mascot dog, is just thrown up. <laughs> um, but the Chris Adler's drumming on this is awesome yeah totally and and just in in general yes but yeah that was uh i love descending because there's this the chorus is basically randy black just screaming the word descending right very single sing alongable or scream alongable yeah and they've been playing live yeah they've been playing a lot more live yeah recently so um let's continue on sacrament (laughs) is one of my absolute favorite songs and we can just listen to the intro because the intro gets me super hyphy um, but it is Black and the Cursed Sun. Yes, love this song too. I'm glad we agree on so much, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. It's just going fucking crazy. <laughs> this is going to be the worst episode ever. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> All right, we can we can cut it down. Um, yeah, so that is just like one of the few uh, parts of a Lamb of God song that I can actually play on guitar. So oh, that really? was always kind of fun. Yeah, is I mean simple enough and just yeah. not extremely fast and um, simple enough to play it. But that dual guitar line and just the tight drumming. I don't yeah. know if people understand that we like the tight drumming. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is one of my favorite albums um, and one of my favorite songs. Uh, let's keep on rocking in the free world. Adam. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll try and make this go a little bit quicker for all you listeners for which we apologize. They've been loving it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the, one of the themes that we talked about beforehand was kind of how like pseudo political lamb of God can be at times. And yeah. so this song engage the fear machine is all about um, the use of propaganda to kind of dictate 
our our um, behaviors and beliefs in society. Yeah. And this is something that so this is com- comes off of their album Seven Sturm und Drang. <laughs> yes, <laughs> did I say that properly? You did anyway? say it. You did great. <laughs> um, and it's uh, I've heard them play it live um, multiple times, and it is the this is one where the lyrics I really enjoy. It's not just the riff. Dope. So I'm gonna fade out. Um, so I, I fade w- out. I would like to. I'm, I pulled up the lyrics here, and oh, you, here we you go. Heard it in the in the very first stanza, um, but it's. Here we go again. The world is coming to an end. Engage the fear machine and collect the dividends. Can you which, scream these? No, <laughs> no one, no one wants to hear. That. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> um, Damn it! But the uh, but the entire song is basically uh, the band railing against. I would say kind of the twenty four hour news cycle, yeah. just the way that our ads are ads are set to us. So it's uh, the the chorus is paranoia writes the checks strung out like a marionette a hole in the hot a hole in the sky a hole in your head it's business as usual we're bringing you disaster and high death and i love that because um and and, and actually the, the pre-course is purebred pavlov prime time apocalypse hit the panic button and reap the bloody benefits and basically it's Damn. Oh, so deep. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's like we talked about political, yeah. And not just um, screaming about, yeah, screaming love songs, and and which is awesome as well. <laughs> yeah. But that's I I love that because if you couldn't get the gist of it, but basically it's all about how we're conditioned to buy things based on fear of being alone, fear of you know, you know the you know fear of the environment the world coming to an end yeah exactly yeah, it's totally awesome so that was uh and uh i love 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 that song um another song on daniel's list and it should have been on mine as well as 512 yeah so we'll we'll play a little bit of this but 512 was the song that randy wrote when he was in jail, one of the songs that Randy yeah. wrote when he was in uh, when he was in prison in the Czech Republic, but five, I believe five one two is his cell number. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, I really like this song. Also, one of the songs that I can really sing along to in the car that yeah. I know actually know the words to, <laughs> rather than just going, rah, 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 yeah, walk with me. So that song and now the court, the little snippet we played was the chorus. Yeah, and it's my hands are painted red, my future's painted black. Yeah, and that's him literally just sitting in his prison cell, saying like, you know, he's got blood in his hands, and he has no idea if he's ever going to get let out or not. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super happy stuff. <laughs> I hope everybody's listening to this on a Sunday night, getting ready for work. <laughs> um, uh, one of the songs that both he, Daniel, and I have on the on our track list is "Nightmare Seeker," which is a it's a bonus track, kind of on there. No, on I don't know if I realize that. I, I I believe it is. It's a really great song. Yeah, I love this song. Um, this is my uh, when when I was stressed studying for grad school. This is what I listened to. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I was just <laughs> air air screaming. Uh, it's beautiful. Adam should be a metal singer. I should. Uh, if only I could. Adam's quitting his job right now. Yeah. <laughs> if is... only I could sing or play an instrument effectively. Aww, don't say scream. that. Um, but and th- this song is really a lot. Uh, it's uh, um, I believe it's written from the perspective of like. A, a man, soldier, a man seeking nightmares. Well, I think that's that's part of it. Is <laughs> is it's like this weird, um, a little more e- ephemeral, if you will, kind of kind sure. of song about like war and everything. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's I love it's it's very groovy. Yeah, yeah. That's Lamb of God can kind of go between that, and I think we heard it on some of the songs. Um, go between that thrash vibe. And then go into that groove metal, especially on like Redneck, yeah. like the first two album or two songs on Sacrament, and then are kind of straight thrash. But then you get into Redneck, and it's very groovy. Yes. Um, what other songs uh, would you like to talk about, Adam? I think I would. We've covered a lot of the songs on yeah. my list. Um, if I could talk about one more song, I think that'd be great. Yes. But whatever, what song would you like to talk about? Um, I would, well, what song would you like to talk about? What I, I would like to talk about Laid to Rest. Yes. Okay. Me, yes. Me too. Me three. Laid to rest. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be a metal singer because I just giggle every time. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Um, so, it, and actually, it would, it'll dovetail nicely into the last song I want to talk about, which is uh, Remorses for the Dead. Okay. Um, so, let me play laid to rest and this so laid to rest is the introductory song on ashes of the wake right and both daniel and i agree that ashes of ashes of the wake is either our favorite or at least second favorite lamb of god album totally yeah, yeah definitely I, yeah When he's like talk, singing, talking, it, when they play this song live, you know the shit is about to get real yes. right here. He does it a number of times on this album. Um, especially when you see it live and you're just like, yeah. and you turn towards Adam when you're seeing the band with him live and you're like, and he takes you to the hospital because you're choking on a starburst. <laughs> I'm sure some of the listeners have heard you singing because <laughs> you're singing. You're you welcome. Air singing, but also say, saying the words quietly directly into the microphone. Yes, so we're very professional. This is actually just my audition tape to be the next singer for Lamb of yeah. God. Sorry, Randy. <laughs> Too bad we don't have a video so they can see your air drumming either. <laughs> like, wow, he's very good. Um, Thank so, you, Adam. No, later I think later S is like they almost have to play it in any live show. Definitely, um, but yeah, it's it's one of those. I I don't know if I've ever seen like the actual lyrics of it. Gotcha. But anyways, love the song. Of course. Um, so the the next and I'd say last song that I want to talk about sure. is a song called "Remorses for the Dead." Yeah, and this is actually something that I have found uh, as kind of a a recurring theme in the songs that that I like from Lamb of God gotcha. is these later in the album, very 
uh, longer and kind of build up type of songs. Yeah. And they sound a little bit epic. But um, So this is Remorse is for the Dead. So it starts off very quiet. And actually, I think, like, the song is almost six minutes long. Um, but I... Like I said, there are a number of songs like this. It's like Fear and Hubris in the House of Frank Pollard is like this. Um, Vigil is like this. And there are at least one or two songs on each album that are like this. Um, yeah. But then it builds from this kind of quieter, a little more mellow to halfway through the song, which is more... Right. Um, and so the reason I really like this song and this type of song is it doesn't hit you across the face immediately with this wall of guitars and wall of noise, but it builds and there they add the layers in, you know, you know, stanza by stanza essentially. Which is something that has been kind of challenging for me sometimes with the Lamb of God albums is that sometimes it's just like, holy shit, they never slow down. And that's something that I've, you know, something the pacing of their live shows is just go, go, go because, you know, they do have some slower songs, slow ish songs, but they're all just like, again, hit you across the face and go fucking crazy. Even if when they're kind of more groovy, groovy, man, weed smoking. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I said, you know, Remorse, um, Remorse is for the Dead, Vigil, Taron Hubert's in the House of Frank Pollard, um, another, uh, an amazing song off of Wrath, and they have a live rendition on Resolution is reclam- a song called Reclamation. Yeah. Very similar vibe, similar feel. But uh, it speaks to me because it's, Lamb of God is able to do that and not just have, they're not just thrash metal right. through and through. So. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, so cool. we've uh, we've successfully. How many listeners Is do anybody we have out left? there still listening? Hey, hey guys, call hey. in. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at you, one fan. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for listening to our show. Yeah. So the list of songs that we provided is not comprehensive by any stretch of the imagination. No, definitely not. Um, I, I'd say the. The biggest thing for me is I can listen to any Lamb of God album front to back yeah. and be perfectly happy, which I cannot say for a lot of other bands that gotcha. I listen to. Huh. Um, and I think that's why you know you and I have spoken on multiple episodes before, especially in regards to music bands, about yeah. how you're an album person. Yeah. And Lamb of God makes me an album person. Gotcha. It really makes me respect the craft of putting together songs in an order and 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 with themes throughout the album gotcha so, cool yeah well thank you adam for talking lamb of god to me <sighs> this has been the best hour of my life <laughs> oh jesus <sighs> um yeah so how about we hop into recommendations now sweet awesome so last episode you recommended to me Ed, the bowling house lawyer. <laughs> bowling alley lawyer. <laughs> um, I have not had time to watch that yet. It's only been like two days, yeah, so that's so okay. <laughs> better than uh, what we have been doing where we uh, wait years to record in yeah. between episodes. This is, <laughs> episode is coming from 2016, so <laughs> uh, when we finally release it in 2019, um, I hope you guys are ready. <laughs> um, so yeah, I will hop on that, but... Um, I apologize. That's but okay. again, you told me that the um, episodes are on YouTube, and you know how I feel I about know, YouTube. I know. <laughs> so, I knew that as soon as I recommended it. Such a hurdle. <laughs> 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 God damn it. Um, 
But yes, I will check that out. Yes. Again. And last episode, you recommended the band, uh, sorry, Total... Power Power Trip power, is the power trip. Uh, band, yeah. Um, and I listened to all their albums, actually. Oh, nice. And I really liked them. Yeah, so they're, they're really good. It's it's very thrash metal. Yeah. Um, perfect for the conversation we're having today. Totally. Um, a little bit more more monochromatic in my opinion as far as like how their songs sound like i don't i don't they're not as diverse that i heard as, right. as some of the other metal bands but that's fine because what they do is awesome well and their their songs are pretty quick too yeah they're like three to four minutes long so the i i do agree they um the pacing of their albums are kind of just straightforward thrash metal um, but they don't stick around for that long. Right. You're not, they're not doing 75 minute albums. So you're not like, oh, this, oh Jesus. Right. Um, yeah. Nice. So, and yeah. did you listen to the podcast about Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Not, Fantasy? not yet, unfortunately. You asshole. <laughs> How dare you? I watched your bowling show. <laughs> uh, well, nice. Well, what would you like to recommend today? So this is very on theme. I on would theme. highly recommend you watch the the documentary about Lamb of God as the palace is burned. I so, Definitely. So I, I spoke about it earlier in the episode, so I won't rehash it again, but it's uh it's a feature length film. Do you think that they, you could start a restaurant where uh, you take McDonald's hash browns and cook them again and called rehash browns? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that would be a good business model. <laughs> <laughs> just take everybody's anyway. it's, like, it's like a twice twice baked potato except yeah it's twice oh you could okay so here you go get hash browns from mcdonald's get the baked potato from wendy's to get it twice baked <laughs> at your restaurant but you get just a ton of potato products <laughs> just potatoes for days um yeah Re- refried fries oh, oh sorry tm 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 oh, tm, yeah, TM. T- yes <laughs> refried beans okay we've got this no Five podcast listeners, we're off to start a restaurant. <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Um, so your recommendation is As is, the Palace is Burned. As the Palace is Burned. Cool. Um, and yeah, I think it came out in like 2015, 2016, but right right after Randy was let out of uh, prison, basically. Nice. All right, Adam. All right. How into... how Are you ready to read a book? Sure. Okay. How into fantasy novels are you? Hmm. so it's hard for me so i've tried okay um like i have yet to read through like all of lord of the rings gotcha um haven't read i've yet to read through all of game of thrones okay um so but or like eye of the world or any 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 of those so i'm happy to try here we go okay so maybe we could that's um, the point of recommendations right yeah. to push us out of our comfort zone a little exactly bit, right? yeah. that's what we've always been doing pushing each other out of our comfort zones. <laughs> sometimes we get bruises um so there's this really great author brandon sanderson i've heard of him yeah so he wrote he's writing this great series called the stormlight archives okay and the first book a way of kings is very very good a way of kings a way of kings yeah um, so it's this fantasy setting, uh, kind of high fantasy, but no dragons or anything. It's almost okay. like a desert type kind of fantasy setting. Um, so you're not dealing with a lot of the medieval fantasy trappings that you see in like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, like a bunch of green stuff. It's more, um, it, when I'm reading it, it seems more desert to me. I could be completely wrong. But... Um, the first book is very good. The 
entire series is very good. There are just three books out now. Okay. The latest book came out in 2017, and I think he should be. He actually writes books, um, unlike George R. R. Martin. Hey, oh yeah. Um, so I think the series should be continuing on pretty quickly. Um, but it is a very good book, and I would highly recommend it. And maybe we could talk about some uh, fantasy books at some point. Um, because I also have a lot of trouble reading Lord of the Rings and have stopped and started reading Fellowship of the <laughs> Ring like 50 times. So maybe we could force ourselves to hop into some fantasy settings. I think that's uh, that holds true for... Like, Gray and I have talked about this all the yeah. time. We're, we're like, Game of Thrones is a pretty easy read. Yeah, I... I Love Game of or A Song of Ice and Fire, Adam. Mm, Jesus, that's the series. <laughs> Sorry. So um, Game of Thrones, uh, about that Game of Thrones, huh? I tore through all those books in just like two months. I love those books. But, um, but the uh, the like, man, Lord of the Rings is just hard to get. I think so. Gray, Gray, our friend who was on the Roma episode yes. back way back in episode six, I believe Eps- five, five maybe five. Um, <laughs> Very interesting stuff. Way, way long ago. Yeah. Um, many billions of listeners ago. Oh, my ago. God. <laughs> Just get to the point. <laughs> um, but he and I have always talked about, like, struggling through uh, the fellowship. And totally. so I think he finally finished the fellowship, like, a oh, year wow. ago. Oh, wow. Nice. After having started it a decade ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Check out A Way of Kings. Um, definitely, it for me, it was, there's, like, this one clear point in this book where it took me a little while to get to the part where I was like, holy shit, this book is awesome. Uh-huh. And it's a very clear point, but afterwards I was like, wow, I love this book, Adam. <laughs> That's okay. what I said well, out loud. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, check it out, A Wave Kings. Awesome. Um, all right, well, thank you so much, everybody, for stopping by. Um, let's go through our little spiel very quickly Woo. about our social media platforms. We are on Twitter at... Passion Fruits SP2? Yes, Passion Fruits Passion Fruits P2. Yeah. Just search Passion Fruits yeah. Podcast. <laughs> um, Instagram at Passion Fruits Podcast. Facebook at Passion Fruits Podcast. <laughs> Gmail at Passion Fruits Podcast at gmail.com. Very strange. Uh, uh, man, yeah, it's <laughs> crazy, crazy world out there. Where can people find you personally, Adam? What so is your home address? My whoa. <laughs> it's five five five. Downton Abbey. <laughs> one, two, one, two, two, electric boogie or boogie woogie Avenue. Up um, your butt with a coconut. Go ahead. No, uh, I'm on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Adam.Tay. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Dan is in the radio. Tell your friends, tell your family about our lovely podcast. We know that they would just love all the dick jokes and butt jokes that yes. we have. And all the cursing because we're, we're rude boys. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.